Welcome to New Teacher Talk. Are you a new teacher in an urban, suburban, or rural school? We're here to support you. This podcast channel is intentionally designed to help those who are new to teaching. We talk about the most common challenges that educators experience, and you'll find a community of support through this channel and our socials on Instagram at New Teacher Talk and on X at New Teacher Talk One. We're the minds behind New Teacher Talk. I'm Dr. Anna, an early childhood generalist who mentors educators on their journey toward national board certification. And I'm Dr. Beth. I'm a former high school band director and currently a podcast editor for this and other channels, as well as a teacher leader with a passion for supporting new teachers. If you're listening to this podcast, either you are or will be a new teacher in the near future. Or maybe you're a new teacher mentor or induction coordinator looking for resources or ideas to use with those just starting their careers. We value you, our listeners, and appreciate your listening to this episode and others to be dropped in 2024. Speaking of the new year, it's no secret that returning to the classroom after holiday break is challenging for teachers, students, and their families. Today, We're here to ground and encourage you in your return to the classroom following winter break. We've both experienced how hard it is to get back into a work routine after a couple of weeks of freedom and are going to share four ways to make the first week of the rest of your school year positive and productive. Our first tip is to send a welcome back message to your students and their families a few days before break ends. However you communicate with your class, now is a great time to do it. Some of us will send an email through our school system, or maybe you have a class page. If you're getting this podcast after your new semester has started, go ahead and send a welcome message during that first week. At the secondary level, you may be a teacher that they've worked with during the fall semester, or maybe you're somebody new. It really depends on if they finish the semester before or after the holiday. Consider that when you're writing your message, either they're going to be students you've worked with or they're going to be new to you, or it may be a mix of both. My suggestion would be to share something to look forward to in your class that semester and how they can seek out extra support from you before, during, or after school, depending on your schedule. It's pretty common for secondary level teachers to carve out time to speak with students and just letting them know what is your schedule so that you can best meet not only your needs, but of course their needs as well. And at the elementary level, Beth, I've found that taking that time to just almost reintroducing yourself to your families and letting your students know of the great things that have already happened during the school year reminding them of that, and then going ahead and telling them what's coming. What are the exciting things that are happening? And this is good for your families too. remind them of those highlights and preview the upcoming units. For families, some volunteer opportunities and important dates for their calendars. And we're going to share a link to a resource on family communication in our podcast description. The second tip is assume they forgot everything. Sometimes I feel like I've forgotten everything. But I know that as an elementary school teacher, 
Students come back and my third graders, they would not even remember what to do, how to get lined up in the morning. So it's important to get back to some of those routines, but you don't want to remind them of everything at one time. And it might be the time to make some changes to your routines, that there are some things that they've grown out of and always thinking about how to set them up for success at the next grade level. There are some things that you can make tweaks on. So I would ask my students to have a classroom meeting to talk about the things that they've really already learned, things that they remember, and also talk about things that maybe aren't working so well for them. This is a way to make refinements. Maybe your students are feeling like they can take on some more responsibility. Your expectations might shift a bit. So what you're doing in terms of your routines and practices might start to look like the ones for the next grade level that they're going to, to set them up for success. How are things at the middle school and high school level, Beth? You know, what I like to think about is after the holiday break is like shaking off the rust. They have to get back into a routine. I really believe like you do, focus on a few things to remind them about getting back into a routine. You know, you can't do everything the first day or the first week back. So you have to prioritize. For example, do you have your do now on the dry erase board? Are they supposed to get supplies? And if so, where are the supplies? How to put them back? So many of the students now are using a Chromebook. If there are any changes made by tech services that you share that with the students. So I would say, assume they have forgotten just about everything. They've been out of the routine for several weeks. Shake off that rust. Decide which of those procedures really will help you get back into the swing of things, not only yourself, but for them. Prioritize the top three and go from there. What do you think about giving them something new to look forward to? What's, uh, what are your thoughts about that at the elementary level, Anne? Well, I know that when I was teaching third graders, the big thing that they absolutely loved that I told them about right away so that they could get really excited about was their biography project. It was the most exciting thing that many of them did in third grade. And my students will, anytime I see them, still talk to me about it. Remember when I was so-and-so? But it was a big project that required research in the library. It required reading comprehension. It required being able to write, being able to do a little bit of a level of memorization about some acting, taking on a character, doing makeup, and all kinds of things that kids really love. I would remind them about what that would be. They would select a public figure that they'd be going to research and then portray. What's great about this is that you can focus this on something that the student is really interested in. While some years we focused on scientists or people from history, often I just left it wide open to them and they might choose an athlete that they really loved or someone in the arts. It really depended on what they were interested in, but because you were able to go to that level where they had most of the choices, they were really delighted to do something like that. And so I introduced that right away to get them involved and energized. I like how you find things that really resonate with them by giving them choice. 
I know we spoke earlier about sending them a written welcome message, whether it's before the new semester begins or during that first week when everybody is back. For secondary students, they may or may not have read that communication. So it's important to verbally share what they can look forward to. Getting secondary students motivated is a challenge. That's part of being a classroom teacher and finding what works for them. That's why I think student choice and finding ideas or or opportunities where they can individually shine is so critically important. I would verbally share then what's coming ahead in the semester. Maybe it's the history fair or preparing for STEM Fest to be held at a local university. Maybe someone's really talented and they want to be in the spring play, being in the play itself by being an actor. Or maybe it's working on the set design or the lighting. What about solo and ensemble contest? As a high school band director, I can tell you that for some students, that was something that they look forward to. So I would talk about that. Definitely keeping in mind and thinking about what they can look forward to is this notion of student choice and differentiation. In our podcast descriptor, we are going to go ahead and add two really great pieces One is infographic resource. You can just download it and use it about student choice and how to think through that. Another great resource we will add to the podcast description about differentiation, which is written by Sarah Curran. It's just packed with ideas, extension activities, and fill-ins that you can use right away. You can download it today and start using it tomorrow. And I love that you talked about differentiation here, Beth. Because one of the things that I found in that biography project is that there were sometimes students who were really excited about the project, but there were some aspects of it that they really did need some support with. For some of my students, it was all about the public speaking aspect, bringing their voice up so that they could be heard. For others, it might have been that writing, to get to writing your piece so that it was short enough and so that it really expressed what you wanted to say about that particular public figure. So differentiation is so important. And when you're working in a big project like this, it makes it a little bit easier to really hone in on who needs what. And I'm sure that as a band director, even though sometimes students might have been excited about solo and ensemble contest, there might have been a little bit of fear of playing in front of someone or the memorization aspect. Absolutely. You have to really differentiate. One of the other aspects that is really important as we go back to the beginning of the year is we've been taking care of ourselves during winter break. But it's important to continue that self-care on into your new semester and make that a habit. What do you think about that, Beth? I think self-care is so critically important today. There's just so many pressures out there and not only for the teachers, but for their students as well. I know at the secondary level, they're really tough on themselves. Part of that is because for many of the high school students, they're not only going to school, but they're having to work oftentimes late into the evening just to make financial ends meet at home. So self-care and talking about that in your lesson, I think it's perfectly fine. And I've seen this work very effectively is to teach things and talk about, let's say, breathing exercises, box breathing, which is a simple technique to teach to help calm the mind, to focus in on the task at hand, or having them simply close their eyes and for a quiet moment just to focus on their intentions for the lesson 
or to think about their goal for the day. Those are self-care strategies that can be explicitly taught at the secondary level. And quite honestly, I think they would work at the elementary level too. What do you think? I think those techniques would be really helpful for students. Even that idea that we're just going to calm our minds for a minute in a transition as we move from one content area to the next. So we can let go of what we've been doing and change our focus to what we're doing now. And for young students, you could build those into your day so that students have that opportunity to keep a positive self-image and have some intentional movement breaks too. Because for younger students, sitting for longer than 10 to 15 minutes at a time, that's hard to do. I find that's hard to do for me sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Do we have any resources on that that our listeners could maybe access? We have a resource from Laura Alpaw, and she did a mindful mood piece for us where you can really start to think about how you can gauge your mood and how you can manage that mood sometimes because you start to see patterns. You know, some days I have a mood, but I'm hopeful that it's only going to last for maybe 15 minutes and then I have to move on from that mood. I don't want a negative mood to sit with me for too long because then that can start to tear me down in terms of the way I look at myself and the way I look at the outer world. With self-care, Anna, what we really find is that as teachers, we come from stressful meetings, we've had something happen down in the main office, and we've got to get right back into the classroom and you know, that's stressful for us. And sometimes talking that out in front of our students to say, you know what, I just came from a stressful meeting. Give me just a second. I'm going to take a moment here. You're really modeling for individuals, for your students, that we all have days where we just need a little more self-care. And how do we self-regulate? How do we recenter? And you speak about self-regulation. That's just as important for adults as it is for students. Because we, as the teacher, we can't let ourselves get out of control because that sets a really poor model and a poor example for our students. We need to think about how do we keep ourselves centered and grounded always. I'm pretty excited about these resources that we've talked about today. For our listeners, you can access any or all the resources that we've talked about through the embedded links that we've added in the podcast description. I know we've talked about student choice. We've talked about differentiation. We've talked about mindful mood. We've also talked about family communication. So maybe there's something there for you as a listener that you want to go in and grab. Again, the resources are very practical. They're written by practicing teachers that you can start using tomorrow. We're also going to be sharing a helpful resource every Tuesday that you can download through our Instagram page. Also check out our Thursday Thought to keep you motivated via our Instagram and back. We would love it if you would follow us on the socials. We love to add to our listener base. We appreciate you listening to today's podcast and we hope you become a regular follower of this channel. Hit the follow button in the upper right hand corner. And then when you do that, you will receive notification when a new episode drops. And always remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you. <music>